Hello everyone, welcome back to our Magnificite Strand. It's been a few months, but we thought it was time to move on with our lives and do another episode of this delightful nonsense. Um, once again, I am Louis, and I do apologise for that. I'm Kate, and at least we can feel like watching as much trash movies. There's a purpose to it, yeah, you know? this is the purpose. We're going to watch them anyway! Yep, we've, we <laughs> have many in the pipeline, and we thought now is the time to bring the next one of these to you. It has been a few months... So we thought, you deserve a special treat. And truly what brings us more joy <laughs> than these perfect films. Alright, so just in case you're not aware of the word or the concept Magnificat, Magnificat is basically a celebration of things that are objectively ridiculous, potentially not great, but they're magnificent all the same. They're this objectively a, perfect all yes. the same. This is not a hater podcast. Wouldn't change a thing. Nope. We're not here to hate, we're here to celebrate. Beautiful. Well done. Oh, I, I could basically run one of those fucking campaigns, you know, sort of like, no hate, celebrate. So today's movie, released in 1999, starring Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta-Jones. If you've never heard of Entrapment before, I don't envy you. I, I'm so, actually, no, if you've never heard or seen this movie before, I am so fucking jealous. Because you get to see it for the first time. Yes. <laughs> How many times did you say yesterday you might have seen this film, Louis? I believe I've seen this movie ten times. Wow. <laughs> now, the reason I know about this film, a little bit of background, the reason I know about this film was, for some reason, I don't know which one of my parents acquired this on the VHS, um, but for some reason, we definitely had a copy of this. So it was in the rotation. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> it was also on telly a lot. I've never seen it on telly. This isn't an yes, ITV classic. Come, it's not an ITV classic, but that's because you do come from Ireland and RT doesn't quite play by the same rules. We had the BBC. What, how far <laughs> do you think Ireland is? We had BBC. We had ITV. We had your British yeah. channel. Didn't have Channel 5. Mm, casual bit of riling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is the thing that will rile me up the most. <laughs> All right. So, entrapment. Oh, right. How do we describe this? Divine, right? Just, just to start us off, the credits. The I was going to start yeah, there too. Let's start with the opening credits. Um, it started. You know when a movie starts, and you're like, I'm not paying the most attention because no. it's the credits. And all of a sudden, I was like, Oh, I think we need to pull, rewind, rewind this. <laughs> Let me experience this again. Um, the titles. First of all, in the word entrapment, trap is. It's there. It's, it's doing the just work. just trap first, and then yeah. they bring in the uh, n and meant afterwards. Yeah. So they're like, trap, in case you didn't get <laughs> what they're getting at. Um, and it, the, the, the N and meant zoom down like it's an episode of Star Trek. Yeah. Like they're just being um, transported <laughs> away. And, for, and I also feel the music playing in the background at that point wouldn't feel out of place in Star Trek, as if the Starship Enterprise was gliding yeah. through the yeah. majesty of space. Yeah. And then we hit 16 Days to Millennium. Yes, now this is a thing that's always fascinating me. So, this film is set before the Millennium, but for some reason, every time we get a title card, not not title, like an ident, to say we've moved to another place, it will say 16 Days to Millennium, 4 Days to Millennium. Not the Millennium, or a Millennium, just Millennium. Not to be confused with Willennium, the album from Will Smith, Frankly, that would have been this. The only way this movie could have been better, and I genuinely do believe this, is if he did a rap explaining the movie. If he performed Willennium at some point during the movie. Perfect. Yeah. Um, if you didn't think Y two K was a 
was a really um, important plot point in this yep. film. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> Not the conspiracy around Y2K, but the actual yeah. events preceding oh, Y2K. Oh, they do lampshade the conspiracies. Hmm? They do lampshade the conspiracies. They, well, they, I feel well, like very fucking they do have camera. that one guy <laughs> yeah, the one who's, guy, yeah. who's like, you know, Y2K is coming. Yeah, the director's the clean dunk. All that kind yeah. of stuff. But like, the bit that's actually relevant to the plot, I know I'm skipping way ahead now, is the fact that like. a load of, um, lots of companies did all this work to make sure that there wasn't a problem. Yeah. Like, that really did happen. Yeah. That's not a conspiracy. Yeah. And Catherine Zeta-Jones is like, what if I use that to scam them? Yeah. <laughs> what if I use that to do a crime? Yeah. Um, so it's literally just like Y2K. And she says it herself. Yeah. It's not the millennium. It doesn't work. Yeah. Now or never. <laughs> Sean Connery, it'll take three weeks. Unless you it'll give me four billion. <laughs> unless you give me four billion, of course. Be <laughs> warned, everybody, if you didn't think there weren't going to be Sean Connery impressions in this episode, you are yeah. mistaken. There will be, conservatively, I was going to do, I was Were you just the, gonna whole do the whole thing? I was going to do the whole thing in the voice, but that would probably destroy my throat and you'd probably destroy our relationship through disappointment and rage. I would leave this home and never come back. <laughs> yeah. It's a long time to hear a constant Connery impression um, but he is I will say so my guess is that he is actually his character is Scottish because he's called yeah. McDougal yeah or something Mac something yeah he's always referred Mac to as Mac he has a castle in Scotland yep which I believe Sean Connery himself did actually have a Scottish castle of some kind was it his Scottish castle do you I think I don't believe it is it would be weird if it was his but there you go um, so his his accent, which is always the same, yep. no matter what the movie, makes perfect sense for once. Yep. Not like Highlander. Yep. He's not Spanish or Egyptian or pretending no, to be Egyptian or Spanish. He's Scotsman playing Scot. He is a Scotsman playing a Scot. So it's perfect. I, I would just like to briefly point, have you ever seen like the poster for this movie? Because that was something that I... I've only seen what's on um, like streaming services. Okay. Now... I'm just going to quickly uh, turn uh, this around because yeah, it's... Uh, uh, in, we'll put it this in... way. This is a sexy poster oh that is a sexy poster <laughs> and so basically if you've never seen the poster well, I'll just quickly describe it it's got Catherine City Jones wearing an outfit which I don't actually believe she wears in the film no nope. it's a sexy outfit you can see uh, top of the cleavage yeah it was a common look you know you wanted to show off the sexiness classy. but you didn't want to you know get it's the senses to be like no the hairs were like super very know, voluminous very voluminous yeah and you've got a very haunting image Sean Connery is like giant and behind her just his head just and you can only see like just one of his head. eyes and, and let me yeah. turn, turn the screen slightly so I can yeah. see a bit better yeah they've, they've smoothed him out a bit they've yeah. made him a bit younger they've, they've made him a bit more fun I mean uh, that doesn't surprise me which is absurd film people love smoothing women out Louis that's, I know <laughs> and it's ridiculous because my photoshop was invented it's just because for her it's that kind of usual photoshopping of women for him they're like no we need to age him down oh, yeah. but it's 99 so even though they explicitly state his age is a thing and yeah well like, the character's age yeah is, is 60. they were repeatedly talking about how he's like 60 years old and it's like why would you make him look not 60 it's sort of the whole point but well, also, people don't know that going into oh, yeah. the film but like it's bizarre that they have they try and photoshop Catherine city jones because she's objectively beautiful by any metric ever made true, by anybody. But everyone's going to get photoshopped. And it's absurd. Like, that's the level it used to be if you didn't realise. Like, I feel like it's still fairly there, but it's. It's a lot maybe, more noticeable when people call it out all the time. That's true. People do call it out now. Yeah. That is, that's the main difference. I'd also like to point out the tagline on the post is 
The trap is set. They love... Ooh. God, the word trap is used so much in yep. this film. It's constantly used. See, I kind of... Like, if you were doing this film now, this film feels like it wants to be an erotic thriller at points. But it's not erotic enough. No, it doesn't go quite there. <laughs> and But also, it's too erotic not to be that. <laughs> yes. It, it's, it is, it, it's, this, is why, this is one of the main I reasons feel like we love someone, it. I feel like someone was uncomfortable going either direction, yeah. so they just found this middle point. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it, w- we will go further into this eroticism. Um, I would like to point out that there is a scene in the beginning of the movie, which, well, the opening sort of, like, heist, as it were, is so obviously inspired by... Mission Impossible. Yeah. I was going to ask when the, the first Mission Impossible 1996. Oh, okay. Everyone was fucking yeah. trying to rip off Mission Impossible. No, I, I didn't I remember getting, when it yeah. came out. Pop culture moves slower than it does now, so... Yeah. Yeah, like, if you're making a it film... It's still relevant oh, yeah. three years later. I mean, it's oh, still relevant now, technically. Yeah. You could still refer to it in the movie now and make yeah. it... But it is pure, here's my hint, yeah. <laughs> and here's my drop-down. Yeah. Except I'm outside the building. Yeah. Here are my... So many gadgets in this movie. Who's yeah. making these gadgets? Ving Rhames, apparently. Ving Rhames is or acquiring is... the gadgets. Sorry. He's not making the gadgets. That's... I say Ving Rhames, but I have to... Well, I was writing the notes for this. Um, I mentioned this to you yesterday, but I do need to mention this to the listeners because it's so stupid. My phone corrected him to Bing Thames. That was fun. <laughs> so if I do refer to him as Bing Thames, I do apologise, but that did make me giggle. That is fun. Bing and I might use that as my... Um, I might start a career in like comedy and use that as my sort That's of That's your stage name? Yeah, Bing, Bing Thames. Thames. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I did have a question about oh, yeah, who was supplying this break-in equipment. Like, the FBI. To her. Oh, it's her. Oh, fuck. Um, in that opening scene, yeah. spoilers for this movie, I suppose, but it's Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, She's like, robbing the we place. We don't... This is it not a film fucking matter. No. I don't, this, anyway, podcast, this particular strand is I'm going to spoil the shit out of it. It's Catherine Zeta-Jones. Where did she get to... that? Where yeah. did she get that? We find out later that um, that Sean Connery gets a lot of his shit from the cops. Yeah. Or does he? Or does he? We'll come back to that later. But oh. where is she getting it? Uh, <laughs> one could argue her weird, like, Kuala Lumpur screaming man provider. But she also seems to owe him a lot of stuff. Oh, sc- so I don't know what green. their relationship is. God, we could talk about how to fucking girl. I don't know how they met. I don't know why they're still in touch. I don't know. It feels like he has something over her. He's got something over everyone. He's just a gross but man. He is a gross man. Yeah. But he also kind of doesn't have something over her. It yeah. seems like he just has the fact that he gave her all yeah. this fancy shit over yeah. her. Yeah. But if feels like he has like major blackmail which yeah. he doesn't apparently no. and also yeah he's just he's just a grosso yeah and he's but i do love the actor playing him because he's yeah. making big choices yeah he kind of looks like baron harkonnen if he's got yes. a very large diet yes yeah baron harkonnen after like a long course david lynch's baron harkonnen yeah yeah, yeah. yeah not yeah. not uh not the, didn't even know yeah baron super <laughs> gross Black goo. Yeah, yeah. No, but he just... Every time he was on screen, I was always like, what is happening? Why is he shrieking? And look, I know I'm getting louder, so it's a bit hypocritical. But like, screaming constantly. Yeah. For no reason. Everyone's in the room with you, mate. Yeah. They can hear you. They can hear you. All right. There's an Easter egg in this film in the, towards the early period, which I... I tried to see... You tried to point it out to me. I asked you to rewind. I still didn't catch it. Okay. Are you going to reveal? So, yes. So, the, there's an alarm. Um, the person doing the heist, who is very obviously Catherine Sheeta Jones, um, types in the code to stop the alarm, and the code is literally 1007. 
Stop it. I am not joking. No, I, I, I remember what it is. Like, I, I know that you're not pretending. I just am like... I just realised why it's so ridiculous. <laughs> the one threw me. Yeah. If it was just 007, I would have, I would have gotten yeah. it immediately. Yeah. But, oh, God. There are moments in this film where he slips right back yeah. into being James Bond. Oh, yes. And it's always when he's womanising. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're not quite at it's man it's man talk now. <laughs> levels, which I do appreciate. Yeah, I oh. do appreciate. <laughs> oh my word! Oh, what's bizarre is I, I just realised I just did a little bit of research. This film came out the same year as the remake of the Thomas Crown Affair, which has a very similar plot in that it's a That's female a good movie, but it's a female insurance investigator. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I so I remember no, 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 it's enjoying big for insurance investigators and charismatic thieves. I remember enjoying the remake of the Thomas Crown Affair. I haven't seen the original. I saw it when I was in uni at some point, so maybe ten years ago. Yeah. Um, and all I remember is I found Pierce Brosnan very charming, and I liked the the kind of the way it all fit together at the end. Yeah. Um, because I think at the time I didn't particularly like Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is okay. I see him in a different light now. Navin's own Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Um, I hadn't seen any James Bond movies at that point either. So Yeah. And now as we know, his, he's not necessarily my favourite Bond, but his movies are my favourite Bond movies. Interesting. they're nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying they're the best ones. Yeah. I'm saying they're my favourites. Amazing. Goldeneye might be my favourite Bond movie. It's so good. <laughs> anyway, that's so beside Irish. the point. You know, songs written by U2. Pierce I Bosnes. forgot it was U2. Yeah, they wrote it. Obviously, they didn't sing it. No, Apparently, I... there are demos of them singing it, but that's a whole separate thing. Apparently, there's a demo of Bono singing it, and it'd be right. well, hilarious. Well, it doesn't surprise me that much. Can't confirm that rumour. This isn't a podcast about Goldeneye. No, we've moved on. No. We've come back to Goldeneye at some other point. We've been entrapped by James Bond. Oh, see what I did there? Very good. Very, very good. You... Exceptional. Is the goal going to be to try and out and trap the movie? How many times do they say trap in this movie? Or entrapment? <laughs> um, I do have... Yeah. I'm going to jump forward. No, no, no. Go where you want. I wrote down the quote yeah. for later yeah. when they're figuring each other out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when she's like, this is entrapment. And he's like, no, this is blackmail. <laughs> entrapment is what cops do to thieves. <laughs> no, this is blackmail. There you go. Yeah, entrapment like, no. is what cops do to thieves. But they keep bringing up the word entrapment. Yeah, and I'm like, no one's a cop here. <laughs> well, maybe someone's a cop. But that's not till the end. But no one, she's not a cop. No. She's an insurance agent. Yeah. Or um, well, yeah. actuary? I don't know what. Ins- yeah, insurance she's, investigator. She investigates stuff yeah. for a in- private insurance company. Yeah. And yes, her boss used to be in the FBI. Yeah. Is he in the FBI now? No, no he works in an insurance company. No. Will so Patton absolutely wants to allow Catherine Seager as well. Did he give her a gun? <laughs> His gun. His gun. Yeah, it wasn't like a like a standard issue fucking weapon. She seemed to fly commercial. Yeah. <laughs> to London. You think the UK police are just letting some American lady in with her tiny gun? That's crazy. Even in 1999, that's not happening. <laughs> Speaking of the whole London thing, right? This is the first instance where we get to see Sean Connery do what can I like he's basically framed in this sort of whole sequence as almost well I say almost he's basically framed like a fucking superhero. Yeah. Like he's well, framed like he has teleportation like, powers. Yeah, I would say he, he strikes me more as like a a magician type or a sorcerer type. Because he does seem to just 
zap in and out of yeah <laughs> out of out of presence especially like he comes it's more that scene where he like sneaks into her room at night not steals in a, all the shit not in a creepy way yeah not in a creepy in way an, at I'm all. gonna steal your shit and fuck you up kind of way yeah um but he he does he's kind of there <laughs> yeah. in the darkness and at a certain point they finish their conversation and he's just gone yeah he literally teleports out to the point where she's like like on the way they shot it the way whatever he's just zapped himself out of existence yeah. he's zapped himself in he's zapped himself in and then he's that you could I, I wouldn't but you could really at a stretch make the argument that on the way in like maybe she was asleep yeah she didn't notice and all of a sudden but the out makes no sense yeah. absolutely he manages to steal the gun from Richard under her pillow without even like you don't even hear like a noise no. of something getting moved to the point where she looks you see the gun under her yeah. pillow she, you, the camera moves yeah. away for her to look up and when it's back it's gone yeah. when did <laughs> And he's on the other side he's of the room. It's literally crazy. a superhero. It's Ten- crazy. Yeah. He's the Flash. Yeah, he's literally... It's the only thing that makes sense. He, he has to be the Flash. He has to be... Oh, Sean Connery as the Flash. <laughs> Old the man Connery as the, as the Flash. Come you have on. got to get into the Speed Force. Perfect. <laughs> oh, God, that whole scene where they're talking, right? And Catherine Zeta-Jones is just like, well, you know fully nude as it were and he yeah. like he sh- they, they've shot him as if you're not supposed to know it's him even though we've already seen him on camera yeah it's we've very clearly him, him we've literally seen him on camera they're doing the thing that you do in a film to like hide the suit like and then he emerges you no, still no. see his silhouette though yeah you see his silhouette it's very clearly him <laughs> and it's very clearly him because hello you know he's doing yeah. the voice and we've literally seen him on camera eight times already because <laughs> she's been tracking him and he, he has this sort of his sort of like cover is like doddery tourist. I mean, that's quite a good cover. It is if good you're cover. if you're scoping out somewhere to ro- like a very yeah. high level place to do some major Epic thievery theft, on, um, being a doddering old man or like touristing your way around, yeah. and that's why you have a camera. He just looks like your dad. Is great. As it were. Yeah. So that I think is is yeah. quite clever. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he, he's... Genuinely, his James Bond would lose in, like, a battle of wills against this dude. Because this dude is, like, ten times smarter and yes. faster. Yeah. And, like, able to move with literally making no sound. This guy is, like... He is what James Bond wishes he was. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's wish fulfillment. I don't know whether it's just bizarre editing choices. I think it... So, because the other editing choice I do... Or it's not editing choice. The other post-production elements that I think we need to address is how much ADR is used in this film yep. <laughs> and it is not well aligned with the movement of nope. their mouths nope. so sometimes I think you can pick out ADR from kind of just the sound mix if you're used to it but yeah. like you really you don't even have to their, try their lips and the sounds are not yeah. aligned at certain points and you're just like how much is it was the sound recording the issue? Was it the dialect? Was the issue, like what was the issue that there's so much of it used? Do you know what I mean? Um, and it's not that they've changed lines or anything. They're clearly saying the same words, yep. but just not at the same time as the sound. And it's constant. It's constant. Uh, I, I um. There's I've got I have to mention I see the I have to just go back to the insurance investigators like there's a moment in it where they do uh, you know an enhance I, I wrote that down enhance on yeah. Sean Connery in the yeah 
they, they do it like in the this, auction house. Like, the sort of spyware that I don't even think exists even now. No. Not quite. Well, if the camera doesn't pick up the image, which yeah. that that's why Enhanced is such an issue. I completely believe that computers do have yeah. that power. Yeah. If your camera is crappy, yeah. which is the case, because yeah. they're just normal CCTV yeah. cameras. In the data isn't there to enhance upon. Yeah. I mean, I understand all the things about cameras, but that's yeah. my understanding as to why that's yeah. stupid. Yeah. But the classic. Yeah. It's the 90s. Yeah. You've got to enhance. Yeah. You got to. Yeah, we we I think we have to mention the we've got. I think we need to just do a little bit of a dive on. We'll get we'll we'll go into Sean Connery a bit more. But I think we like Catherine Zeta Jones's character in this film is I think genuinely bizarre. It's bewildering and well, she's sort of a weird double agent type, and you never know what her priorities. Well, are. fundamentally, what she is, what like the way she frames herself as is thief who works at insurance investigator to basically as a cover to almost like learn the trade or learn yeah. how like like she's she, she basically wants to be like a master thief yes and she wants to win essentially she yeah. wants to have the biggest yeah um payout yeah the big, or the biggest heist i don't know if the motive like it's but it's the way that i don't think there's I, i've watched i can't remember at any point if there's like a i want to be a thief because no no she never says what well no. She just wants lots of money. Yeah, but, like, that's... That's such a... Like, that would never be... Like, now... If you were making this film now, there would be a tragic backstory in there about being, like, broke. There would be, like, a 20-minute exposition You know dump. what? I'm actually fine with the fact that there isn't. Yeah. I'm fine... I'm just... Yeah, with having just... neither of their backstories. All I need to know is they're heist thieves now. Yeah. <laughs> I... And we get a little bit... We know that she's been tracking him yeah. in her insurance context yeah. for the last five years. Yeah. So she is obsessed with him. Oh, yeah. She has many photos of him yeah. on the computer. Yep. I know we're backtracking now a bit, but she no, is no, obsessed no, yeah. with him. She's fully obsessed. And it's. And you find out later he's been tracking her for the last two. Yeah. <laughs> They're obsessed with each other. Like, it's... <laughs> I'm not able. Yeah. And also, <laughs> it's very clear that that's... So I mean, that gives a, a reasonable motivation as to why she stays in her job yeah. when her boss is a real grosso. Oh, yeah. And look, I know it's the 90s. Yeah. And... I'm not saying we treat women perfectly now, but like, you know, he's a real grosso. He clearly wants to shine her. He was calling her at 4.30am, we find out in the opening scene they're both in. And I'm like, why? (laughs) That's a HR report immediately. Don't let him, don't let him call you at 4.30am. He's like, why didn't you answer me? She's like, because I was asleep. What do you think, mate? I'm sorry, I hate him so much. (laughs) Um, I just, I just can't with him. Um, Are we going to get into the castle yet? <laughs> I want to touch on one more no, no. thing before go, we go to no, the castle. We go everyone, go everyone. Darling. We we um, briefly want to go back to that scene where he disappears in and out of her room because it's important to say. I think up until that point in the movie, she's giving the vibe of like, look, I'm clearly a hot woman. Yeah. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll get it done. <laughs> Girls and at that, girls get it done. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and in that scene, she's clearly like, "I'm a hot lady." Yeah, he's an old man. I'll yeah. get it done. And uh, and literally, he for, okay. First, I said, "How did he get her gun?" We've already yeah. talked about that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, totally <laughs> he then threatens to defenestrate her. Yep. <laughs> he threatens to throw her out. The, basically, like if you lie to me, I'll throw you out the window. Yeah. <laughs> very, very shocking. And then he tells her. Sets down some rules, not the rules. That yeah. comes later. Yeah. Sets down some rules, 
Um, and he says, never trust a naked woman. He feels the need to say that to her. And I'm like, you stole her shit, man. That's why she's naked. Also, she's asleep. Leave her be. Never trust a naked woman. He has a lot of rules. He has so many rules. And they they all seem to do with avoiding naked women. Yeah. To be honest. In, in the goal of thievery. <laughs> the noble goal. The noble goal of theft. Which he does try and make noble. Let's yeah. get to the castle. Yeah, yeah. But which he does... He has a lot of, like, you know, contemporary art up in yeah. his castle that he's stolen. And his whole point is, like, I steal this for me. I collect art for me. Yeah, I'm not going to sell it on. I appreciate the art for yeah. art, not, like, these fools. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, I'm, I, I'm noble in that I'm saving. I'm not just yeah. selling it on. Yeah. I like uh, to look at it. <laughs> he fu- I just like to point out, he literally flies her to this castle. Like... In? In a chopper. In a chopper. Um, <laughs> the casualness of just hopping on a helicopter to a Scottish castle. Both of them. I know she's trying to like yeah. follow whatever he wants yeah. to do. No one comments on, how'd you get this helicopter? Even if you're willing to go. Do you have a license to, do you know how to fly a helicopter? I think Sean Connery actually does, but I, I, I'm i sure I've read that he actually is some sort no of... No one asks it. No, no one asks she it She just trusts the stranger who she knows is, 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 does lots of crimes to, to fly a helicopter from London to Scotland, which is a fair distance, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a scene where she sort of, she tries to like brag about how she stole this painting at the start of the film. Yeah. And then like a, basically like, like, like a complete mic drop. He basically informs her that he, he he's, he's holding it, and you can tell he's holding it. Like if you've seen enough films, you know that she, he's letting her like hang herself, as it were. And then he just mic drops her, and she says, "Just like yo," and it's hilarious. Yeah. Because, like, it's so like notice me senpai. It's very notice me senpai. Yeah. It's She's trying to be like, "Oh, senpai. please work with me, Sean Connery." She she has a whole thing of like, look at my perfect crime. Yeah. I've done so many perfect crimes. And well, he's also like, like climbing. He's and like. Shit. <laughs> Dumb dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this painting right out from under you. Yeah. I watched you. <laughs> this is my painting now. Yeah. <laughs> this one about? Um The perfect crime. This is also in the there's a few things I can't remember which order the scenes in the castle come. There's a few things that A he's like so the whole the whole first heist that they're getting into is they're gonna steal this mask. Yeah. And she has the codes yes. for the thing that changes every day yeah. and she's like and you can help me because you're good at like getting in so once I'm in then I can put in the codes we do it yeah. and then so he flies her all the way to yeah, Scotland yeah. and then he's like and now you give me the codes and yeah. she's like no I'm coming with you he's like oh fine go back to London and yeah. I'm like you needed to fly her to Scotland to say give me the codes <laughs> she wasn't like he lets her sleep there the next morning and is like give me the codes and she's like no yeah. and he's like fine then <laughs> bring you back to London I'm like why did she do that <laughs> So dumb. <laughs> it works out fine because yeah. they, they, you know, they're working out together. Yeah. But like, what was your plan, mate? What uh, was your plan here? That means we wouldn't be able to get the epic, like, um, what can I be described as like the lab, like the, like the research and development lab for theft. Yes. Like, like an art, like a fucking training facility for hyper specific theft. We need a training montage for our hyper specific thefts. And. This training montage is... Uh, there are so many... 
wonderful moments. So it's an, and the other thing before we get into the training montage because I think we oh, will yeah. spend quite a bit of time. We need to. I mentioned that there were the rules. Yeah. Which, in order to truly <laughs> appreciate what's to come, <laughs> basically he sets up a load of rules, but yes. but it, it all boils down to this. Yeah. If we're going to be thieves together. Yeah. You can't be attracted to me. Yeah. <laughs> Get that out of your head, yeah. little miss. Also, he calls her good girl a lot in this movie. And I'm like, stop it. She's a woman. She's a grown woman. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but no, basically he's like, we need to be, we need to be like completely, yeah. completely asexual in yeah. order to be effective thieves. Yeah. And she seems very saddened by that. Yeah. Very saddened by that. Um, <laughs> she really does. Really does. And uh she got asked for one man. And yeah. Michael Douglas. I mean Sean Connery. I mean sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um and yeah, I it's it's the other thing I suppose at this point in the film, and for a lot of the film, and I mean this in maybe not a mean way, yeah. but he's very condescending to her throughout right. the film. More in a oh you sweet summer child. Yeah. Like I'll help you along. Not yeah. like horrible. Yeah. But it's very that's why the good girl thing, you yeah. know, it's like Okay, man, I get you yeah. twice her age. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> at least, <laughs> at least, at least. Oh my god! Right. But now we can get into the training oh montage. Oh my god! So to simulate, I mean, like to so, so to simulate the lasers, the laser grid in mm. the room where this mask is being held. Sean Connery. Like he, he he, I don't know how much fucking wool or yarn or string this man has. I don't think he's much of a crochet man, but he, he creates this sort of laser grid to the exact specifications. He puts these little bells on it, and we get at one point we get seen, which is definitely in the trailer, because I remember the shot of um, well, it's now that I say it, there is a lingering shot on Catherine City Jones's posterior. A lot of the shots of oh, her right. in her... I'm going to call it her, like, gymnast-like yeah. movements. Because there's different scenes. Yeah. But the, I will say, that camera, it's starting on the butt. Oh, yeah. A lot of the time. Yep. And then we zoom out from the butt. And, like... Which says more about the director yes. than anything else. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, what, Sean Connery's... Th- this part of the film is just... Is just magnificent. This is the erotic part of the erotic yeah. thriller. Because he is just like it will. Should we doing like lots of bending and like moving over the laser so she doesn't like trip the thing? Oh, she's doing this blindfolded as well, and it just cuts to him just looking, and you just hear him occasionally go oh. tiny noises. Oh. And then and then I this and is it just the other keeps thing. cutting back to him, and it but it fades. It's not like a snap car. Anything. No, it just sort of like fades into him, and then fades out. I, this is the other thing. I love it. Which it's I think so is directly weird. related to, again, the erotic elements yeah. of the erotic heist. It's not really a thriller either. It's more a heist. So let's call it an erotic heist. But, um, and look, I know this is, what I'm going to say, you'd be like, that's just acting, Kate. A lot of face acting. Yep. Like really exactly using the mean. full face yep. to be like, I'm going through a whole host of emotions, but I don't have any lines. I just have these fade in and out. Yeah. So let's show that I, I'm still, um, I still got eyes. Yeah. But I know I shouldn't. And how can yeah. I express that in like three facial expressions? <laughs> and and it, it, throughout the film, whenever there's any emo- any feeling for Catherine Zeta Jones, we got to show that, and it's perfect. Great performance. <laughs> this film is incredible. Oh. And like even without talking about the bloody laser thing, right? That that thing where they're going through the routine for um, making the hole in the floor, 
Yeah. It's like, the bangs must come at the sound of the chimes. <laughs> <laughs> also, when they do that later, yeah. in real life, yeah. she's counting. Yeah. They practice it with him counting yeah. and her saying off the bombs. Yep. And for some fucking reason, when they're doing it in real life, yeah. they've reversed the roles. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good practice. It works out. Well, it almost doesn't work out fine. But yeah. let's say it works out fine yeah, in the yeah. end. But I'm like, what? <laughs> Why practice it one way, only to do it another way? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Crazy. Also, going back to that, that laser practice, yeah. actually any time, anything to do with her moving through those lasers, yeah. heavy breathing. Yes. She's breathing real heavy. And, and look, yeah. I get that you could be like, you know, calm your mind, yeah. mindful breathing. Oh, we but know what this, this is for. not what the Foley is. No. It's heavy breathing. Yeah. Um, heavy, sexy breathing. Heavy, sexy breathing. <laughs> but again, I think when when there isn't like a, like I say, kind of a, a gymnast element to things. Yeah. It's often very, it isn't very erotic no, at all which no. is funny yeah it's so it's just another one of those bizarre things about this very strange movie it's beautifully weird this is a weird film yeah like it is actually very odd because it really does sit in this bizarre nether zone of like action thriller heist and like erotic fantasy yeah but it's sort of but go- it's also none of them yeah because it never quite com- oh it also, none of them. I don't think you could ever repeat this. No. You couldn't do Entrapment 2, Electric Boogaloo. No. Because I... I mean, I wouldn't have... Oh, oh, just the thought of it. The other thing that, that um, is somewhat... chat. I don't know. I found it maybe a bit like... Wait, what's their relationship? Like, what, what stage is their relationship at throughout the movie? Yeah. Is, so, she then goes off and, like... Um, does a betrayal yeah. in his eyes because she goes to like the local red box phone box yeah. to call to call the insurance agency and, and be like is, I'm not dead and the thing is let the, me do my thing the thing with the, the phone box it's concert it's a good at least five ten minutes walk minimum outside of the whole castle yeah and he has to cycle down there yeah and he's not just bugged it he's got like a whole like, listening a station full hi fi setup yeah yes so he's bugged that phone so he knows. Yeah, she, she, he had listened to it on some shitty little headphones. No, no, he's just sitting there in like setup. full fucking stereo yeah, sound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he plays his vinyls on that same setup. Um. Anyway, so he's obviously hurt yeah. Yeah. by this. He shouldn't trust her. Oh. And she comes back. She doesn't know she's been listened to. Yeah. Obviously, and he he leaves a drink with a post-it that says upstairs. Upstairs. Yeah, yeah. So he lures her to the roof <laughs> on a windy, <laughs> stormy night. <laughs> Onto like a low balcony fucking roof, yeah. and it just says haunting things. Yep. He was like, um, "You know what they say about fear? The only re- remedy is to cut off the head." Who says that? You know what they say about fear? The only remedy is to cut off the head. Has that ever been said by anyone? I've never. That's you know what they say? I've never. I don't think that's the same. And then he threatens to basically murder her. Yeah. I always drop something off this roof when I come up here. What? He then throws a glass off the roof. But what? It's like basically saying like, I'm not going to murder you, but know that I could. Yeah. No one knows where this castle is. No. So behave. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be betraying me to no insurance companies. Yeah. I think this is the moment. I think we need to <laughs> just 
And yet they continue to work. That's only yeah. half the third point of the movie, yeah. like maybe the end of Act One. They continue to work together yeah. in spite of this. Yeah. So I think just after this is when Ving Rang shows up. No, he'd shown up earlier oh, to have, give yeah. the equipment to do yes. the setup. The reason why I wanted to bring up this is because for some reason the the, the choice. So you met. I don't know if you ever heard like it was being described to me as like business. So like say a character, for example, you just had a little drink of water, yeah. right? So. Your business, as you're doing this dialogue scene at the table, would be that you're drinking some water. That's your business. Okay, so kind of like what I'm doing with myself while other people are talking almost? Yeah, like you're, you're yeah. So, like if I was okay. like moving the mouse, or if I was, I don't know. Well, for some reason, the, the choice that is made, and I find, again, this is such a bafflingly weird choice. Mm. So, Ving Rhames shows up with all the gear, and he goes to the fridge. He just, for some reason, he's just taken this, like, carton of orange juice I don't know why I don't know why they thought you know what that's the one it's a no, it's just it, what it is has, your what is your character doing during the scene yeah during the scene how are they he's just he's just drinking orange he's just drinking Sean Connery's orange juice so dominance that's my orange juice now yeah he's just so uh, <laughs> but it's just one of those it's like not water or beer it's orange juice maybe he had to go to sea. Or he's not asked for a cup things. of he's not asked for like a cup of coffee or something. No. It's orange juice. Again, a very so comfortable weird. Well, I took that as a very because he's like drinking it out of the carton, isn't he? Yeah. Very uh, that again, I think that's a power move. You think it's a power move? That's that's like adjusting another man's tie to quote thirty rock. <laughs> it's it's that's just like I'm so comfortable in your space. Yeah. I'll drink your orange juice out of the carton. You gonna drink this I now? You drink absolutely your won't. Orange juice. Literally that. <laughs> I drew okay. it up. I think we might have thought about this orange juice more than anyone in the film. Already. <laughs> it's just it's just bizarre. It it's like it it's it's just such an because usually in that scene it'd be like, oh can I get a cup of coffee or like water or like a bottle of beer or something. Not just randomly I'm just gonna hump your orange juice. That's as, like some Kramer shit from some. But as we it is very Kramer. <laughs> um but as we go through the film, we find out Ving Rames, he's like, no no. Yeah. I call the shots here. Yeah. And for a different... But basically, he's like, no, no, you don't get to decide. Yeah. I decide what yeah. you do, Sean Connery. Yeah. So that, he in was, that he, sense, the orange juice makes more sense. In that scene, Ving Rhames basically speaks to Sean Connery like Sean Connery is his bottom bitch. Yes. And yes. it's amazing. It, like, you could just put Ving Rhames in a pimp costume, change nothing about the scene, and it makes perfect sense. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, where should we... Where should we take this nonsense next? Where should we go? Oh goodness me! Like, um, I mean, there's the actual heist itself. That first yeah. mask heist. Oh my god! Um, yes. I will say again, just to come back well, to the lasers, yeah, the yeah. real lasers yeah, yeah. this time. So the way it works in the film is he can see the lasers because of his computer yeah. program, but she can't. And nor when we see her can we. Yeah. She's just making those moves through the yeah. air, and yeah. it's very funny. They are hilarious. <laughs> just wanted to point out how funny that is when you can see like lasers or strings. Yeah. Perfectly makes that. Even yeah. then, I would say the moves are quite dance like. Yes. But they're without the lasers. The yeah. Without the lasers, it is just like an art piece. Yeah. Like a contemporary yeah. expression <laughs> through dance. Um, and and it, it's very it's funny. Yeah. Also, I think it's added to by the fact that because they've come in through the lake, yeah. they're wearing these sort of almost spaceman yes. like silver vinyl yeah. they, they look like jumpsuits. Yeah, they look like they're going to they look like they're about to come on at a Ramstein concert. Yeah, yes. Like 
So add that to the dance. Yeah. Looks like an art installation. It's perfect. <laughs> but it's, it, it is a, it is a, an interesting look. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly an interesting look. <laughs> Don't forget the pressure switch. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Even straight after the heist, he tries to fucking drown her. Yeah. Again, he's either threatening or attempting to murder her. Like, he... It's, he literally keeps doing that thing you see people yeah. doing in um, to torture information out of yeah, people yeah, yeah. where they just ram their head yeah. into the under yeah. the water and then pull it back up yeah. and scream at them and rap. That's what he's doing to her off the side of a boat <laughs> as they try to escape. A massive crime. Yeah. A massive crime. And um, guess what? Uh, they keep working together after that. <laughs> and no point is she like, actually, maybe this guy's going to kill me. If I don't cut the fuck on and leave. You're no. working for Hector Cruz. She's like, I need eight billion dollars. <laughs> I need it. Yeah. What's this big? Watch this big job. Because of the millennium bug. <laughs> and she tells him the plot. Four I can't days remember. before millennium. I can't remember Does she tell him the, her plan before or after the drowning like during after. the drowning it's so they agree basically she's like i'll tell you in the next day the counting yeah. down they're in kuala lumpur at that point yeah i believe anyway um i assume listening audience you've, you 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 Aware may have seen menu. um no no i was gonna say you may have seen a little movie called office space <laughs> and i don't know which came first i think office Oh goodness me! I might have to look that up because I find were, it's that the same year. interesting because it's the same heist plot. If you haven't seen Office Space, we uh, did a whole podcast about it. That's an actually it. good movie. Yep, like a genuinely good movie. This yep. is a very enjoyable movie, but it is nonsense. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, they essentially have the same plot, <laughs> which is I'm going to take teeny bits of money from so many accounts. Yeah. And then I will get billions. Yeah. They, they, they nah. she's doing it on a much bigger scale. Yeah. But, but it's the same yeah. premise. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? I don't know if you had this thought whenever you've seen this one. I don't know if you had this thought because I've always had this thought. And it just becomes stronger as I get older. How would it not flag with whatever account Catherine G. Jones has set up, right? Because mm-hmm. it's set up, it's got an account number. So yeah. it's set up somewhere with some bank or some company or someone has set this up, right? If out of nowhere, $8 billion, or $8 billion of any currency, even if it's a really devalued currency, I don't, like, you know, if that much money appears in an account, would that raise zero suspicion? Or even if there were 8 billion transactions? I actually have two answers for you. <laughs> there are two, I have like, two quite reasonable answers. The whole plan, in my opinion, is deranged. So, because I do not believe for one second. Like, you could do the actual thing. I believe you could absolutely do the thing. But it would get immediately flagged by any automated system. So my film answer, like my knowledge based on films answer, yeah. um, I have three Is words for you. get fucked. Swiss bank account. Secret Swiss bank account. <laughs> Secrets. Or Cayman Islands. Somewhere where historically, somewhere where if you're money laundering, you put them like that kind yeah. of stuff. Now, there, I listened to an interesting podcast several years ago about the fact that like actually quite a lot of dirty money from crimes does go through financial institutions with quite a bit of ease. <laughs> so I think she probably would get caught out um, 
because of the amount. Yeah. But there are ways and means around it. But I think the idea in Filmland is like Secret Swiss Bank account or yeah. Secret Cayman Islands account. Yeah. And once it's there, it's untraceable or whatever. I don't know yeah. how banks work. Yeah. You know. Um. But. But yeah. No, it's, it's 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 to me. I've never. I've. It's genuinely. The movie doesn't want you to ask that question. Oh, but I have to because it's too. It's it's perfect. That is something actually that could be solved by today. Yeah, it would be. The solved. answer is crypto. <laughs> Which is also a bad answer because yeah. crypto is actually traceable. But yeah. it's very traceable. <laughs> very traceable. Actually, it might be more traceable than a lot of things. But yeah, there it is. Blockchain, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, why not the blockchain, bro? <laughs> don't get me started. But it's an absurd plan. Like, I, yes. I can't. Also. I can't not just raise the mad let's, shit. Let's, um... I would like to point out, I've just realised, Office Space actually did come out first by about two months. Okay. So that, so writing-wise, they're coming out... They, Pretty much there's exactly. no... Yeah, they're being done at the same time. Um, the other problem with the plan, which I think is even a, a more fundamental problem with the yeah. plan, is, if you'll recall, um, how many days to Millennium did we start the movie out, Louis? 16. Why is she not trying to start this plan earlier? <laughs> like, I'll allow it. Because I'll be like, maybe she has been actively hunting oh, yeah. for Sean Connery yeah. for five years, clearly. Yeah. But like, maybe she has been trying to get him so she can start getting this plan yeah. rolling yeah. more than 16 days in advance. Yeah. She only tells him the plan the night before. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I'll need three weeks to prepare. And she's like, well, well we can't. Uh, and I'm like... Yeah. I don't know, I think it's pretty reasonable. I think three weeks is actually quite a reasonable amount of time to you ask need for. three weeks to prepare. What? No. It has to be tomorrow night. So, that was very whiny. I mean, her character is pretty whiny. Her, char- yeah, her character, her character is, is so notice me senpai. Very much so. She she does want but to But then sort of switches to sort of, like, protect me daddy. It does sort of switch I mean, to that those bit. two kind of fit together. Yeah, but yeah. Mm. Um. <laughs> also, hang on. That was what I needed to mention. Weird, random, random as fuck poster, right? So Comrade Green, his weird little Malaysian layer of, I, I don't even want to describe what he probably does awful things to those like people that he has. Yeah, know? I was gonna say I don't want to know what he does. Yeah, to I, I, I always feel like his, question mark. I feel like his <laughs> appearance and like sort of characterization should have been in a very different movie. Mm. Like he should have That character Really should have been Like quite well dressed And like Just really aggro Not No he's just real gross. gross He is just Baron Harkonnen Yeah But For some reason He's got There's a poster Just behind him There's an Iron Maiden poster <laughs> Yes didn't notice that but the best part is it's not an Iron Maiden poster for like you know it's like a classic Iron Maiden poster it's an it's a current it's an Iron Maiden Virtual 11 which was their album from the previous year which is regarded as objectively if not their worst their like their career like nadir like so the it has a song in it where the chorus is repeated like 35 times the characterization of Conrad Green then is he's a, he's a diehard Iron Maiden he's fan. He's a fucking diehard. Like, even the ones that he's are objectively bad, he's like, level. no, I love them. Yeah. Everything they do is great. Yeah. Don't say they're bad. I Don't. love the angel and the gambler. I want the chorus to repeat another 300 times. 
Only on oh, 40 choruses, please. I think it does have nearly 40 choruses. Oh, God, okay. We might um, talk about that on a future podcast. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> um, I can't remember why I wrote this next in my notes, but oh, I, no. I just wrote Ving Rhames is a king. Yeah, Ving Rhames is. I just... think it's when he is like, you're not quitting, fuck you. <laughs> Ving Rhames straight up steals this movie. He's great in it. Ving he's, Rhames he's gen- should have been in this movie way more. He's genuinely great in it. Like, yeah, he, he plays that character really well. Um, I wish he was in way more of this movie. Yeah, he'd be a lot, he was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's so basically, yeah, no, I remember why I wrote it. Um, they had basically had a plan that yeah. that Sean Connery was going to give the mask they stole yeah. to Ving Rhames and they were going to cut Catherine Zeta Jones out of the yeah. deal. And then obviously Sean Connery is like, oh, but I like her now. Yeah. She's nice. <laughs> oh. And Ving sure. is like, oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm taking this mask. I tell you, you when you get to quit. <laughs> And then, um, in the meantime, she's gone to see Grosso Conrad yeah. to get her shit, to yeah. give him the mask, yeah. and obviously, yeah. it isn't there, yeah. um, and uh, she gets very upset, yeah. and uh, does be- some beautiful crying, yeah. and then um, just beats on yeah. Sean Connery when he comes yeah. in, and I'm like, at a certain point, you are just hitting an old man. <laughs> I'm aware it's James Bond, but at yeah. the same time... You're beating up elders. She's... <laughs> Awful. Can't be smacking and around like, benches. And he does like pin her back, yeah. but I, I do characterize oh, as a the, defensive the, move. Yeah. Just like I'm gonna hold your hand down because oh, please stop hitting me. The, like the it's fight, awful. the fight, fuck, as it were, is Ugh. hilarious because you then get the kissing, <laughs> the gross kissing. Okay, so mo- uh, here's the thing: a lot of movie kissing is gross. Yeah. Some isn't, this but a is lot is gross. No, this but is, this is, this like is gross, oh. and it kind of really moves from reluctance to slipping right back into James Bond yeah. very quickly, and then reluctant again. I have a piece of trivia about that. This what? Make okay. So, <laughs> the American movie magazine Film voted the love scene between Connery and Zeta Jones as the second worst of all time in 2003. Is this a love scene? They don't have sex. They grossly kiss and then stop. <laughs> yeah, but they voted the second worst of all time. Would you like to know which one was voted first? Just for um, fun, fun. Do, do tell. Uh, Sharon Stone and Joe Pesci in Casino. I haven't seen Casino. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, I'm sure it's horrible. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. But yeah, that 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 cause it is so yeah. Like, can't it, sh- that kissing scene is it's, yeah quite and, and, and like it's hilarious. Again, sorry, it's, it's not hilarious. specific to them. I think a lot of movie kissing scenes, especially when you're real close in on yep. them, like you are, it's gross. Yep. Don't want to see it. It's absolutely not erotic or titillating. No, it, anyway. it was not that. It's um, Also, he stops her and is like, basically talks about his very complex situation. Yeah. Which, look, he does actually have a complex yeah. situation, but in the moment... He doesn't tell her it. He doesn't tell her what it is. <laughs> um, in the moment, it, it, it does sound like he's like... Mm, he's going to say, no, like, no, I, I, can't. I, I can't because... And honestly, if you weren't expecting it, you probably would have thought he was going to come out as gay. Or he's having some... Yeah, he's issues. having a erectile dysfunction. Very complex problems. Um, <laughs> he hasn't gone up since the 60s. God, stop it. <laughs> oh, horrible. Horrible. Um, but anyway, uh, she... There is... Is it after that, that at some point she's like asleep and she's like half covered asleep and he's like I'm going to cover her yeah, up yeah, even yeah, more yeah, yeah. and I'm like do you know what <laughs> big respect but then he kind of touches her hair and I'm like don't yeah. do that 
<laughs> but I do find it funny that basically she's like, no, I'll seduce yeah. him with my hot bad. And yeah. he's like, cover that up. Oh, yeah, she is bizarrely laid out. She's like... Back I, out, butt covered. It is, yeah. It, it's very, um, we want to get this past the censors. Yeah. So everything is technically covered, but we've exposed yeah. as much back yeah. as we can yeah. to be sexy. Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, let's cover that back right up. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's cover you up. Um, like a daddy. Yeah, I think that's maybe the, like, the, what was yeah. the age difference yeah. and a lot of the like caring yep. sort of yep. stuff. It is very much like, stop looking at me. Yeah. Um, Jin, her name is Virginia. Stop looking at me, Jin. I. But every time he says Jin, it sounds like he's demanding a demanding glass of it. Demanding a drink, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there is a point, and I can't remember. No, I'll get to this at the end. Never mind. Um, but. Anyway, then they do their big, big heist, yeah. which is the New Year's Eve party at like the big. It's the Petronas Tower. World Bank of Malaysia. Yeah, in it's not w- called that. No, <laughs> in the times though, at the time though, it was the tallest building. Well, they do talk about it in the film. At the time, they were yeah. accurate. It was the tallest building in the world. Not anymore. Is that the one in Dubai? Uh, I think it's. That it might be Star now. Hotel. It might be. I might be wrong. Yeah. But it's definitely not. There was something in, I think there was like the Taipei Tower or something in 2000. It was bigger a few years later. Um, but I think, yeah. Well, it's getting into fucking architecture. Yeah, but in the time it was talked about. And look, it's still fair tall. Yeah, it's fucking massive. It still uh, makes it a scary old heist. Yeah. Um, I, my question, I suppose, going in was like, who's, why are they at that party? Well, first of all, because it's actually unclear. I assumed it was the bank throwing the party. Yeah. For the employees, question mark? Yeah. Or is it like an open party? Because it seemed very fancy. It yeah. seemed very red carpet. Yeah. You know, it's, like you um, would need a ticket. It's a super special millennium party for rich bank accounts. But, yeah. So why is she there? Why, why are they there? Do they sneak in? Do they get a ticket somehow? Is it is it some sort of identity fraud? Like, it's unclear. Um, whatever. What movie were we watching? We were watching that um, Redemption movie. And... The other day, oh, yeah. Jason Statham, and they got into one of those parties. Yeah. But he clearly had like stolen yeah, the invitation, yeah. and then he got caught out because someone knew that he wasn't him. Yeah. Um, was it that kind of situation? Yeah. Unclear. <laughs> but what I did really like about this heist is so they're fully. He's in a tux, and she's in her fancy dress. They get into this lift. Yeah. And she takes off a layer. Oh, it's secret pants. Yeah. She's got secret pants yeah. underneath there. It's a jumpsuit. <laughs> Fuck yes. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. Both looks great. Yeah. She looks great as a dress. Looks great oh, as yeah. a jumpsuit. I will give this show a lot of credit in the fact that at no point do they make her wear like something super skimpy. It's actually... No. Yeah. It's surprising for her thinking in yeah. that sense. Um, even, even the as weird point, silver jumpsuit yeah. stuff. It was as baggy as it was on Sean yeah. Connery. Yeah. And equity. What's hilarious? Happy International Women's Day. Yeah, Happy International Women's Day. (laughs) What's hilarious about this movie is, like, every time they try and not portray her as ridiculously hot, she just somehow is even hotter. Yeah, it's actually ridiculous. Like, there are scenes where she's just walking along and just like, that's this is like the most beautiful woman that's ever existed. Like, it's ridiculous. Which is why this film is so ridiculous. Because why on earth? Are they pairing her with someone older to be a fucking literal grandfather? And it, what makes it funny Almost. is that she, he's he's constantly trying to push her away. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, and she's like, "Love me, yeah, love me." <laughs> um, even at the point. So at, at 
the the laser equivalent in this one yeah. is like there's these pulses on the floor so they have yeah. to time the way they walk and, and apparently the only way to do that the only way um in fairness she's making she's yeah. the one making it worse yeah. is to toreador her way she's singing toreador yeah. um through these crimes and do it in a dance hold yeah so like he's behind her hand on hand on like the abdomen the way you might do like a tango or something yeah and they're doing their little march step through yeah. the thing and even he's like please stop <laughs> I don't need this <laughs> oh, my my other favourite part about this heist was they get up to the room that yeah. they're they're basically like doing a computer based yeah. download transaction yeah. and he comes in and he's like basically back in my day yeah, yeah. money we- was gold and we could touch yeah. it <laughs> this is why I stopped doing banks you kids yeah you Gen Xers, that would have been the appropriate yeah, thing yeah, to say yeah. at the time. Um, but I, it, it, it's not quite old man shouts at cloud, but it's in that wheelhouse. Yeah. I want bars of gold. Yeah. I love gold. When it all somewhat, you know, when they get sort of made, as it were, mm-hmm. and they're trying to escape the building. Yeah. That whole sequence is fucking amazing because you're witnessing a bloke who is far too old for that shit like oh and he is pegging it yeah he's actually it's he's killing it he's like a man of third his age yeah <laughs> like they run through a whole like gassed out room without any gas masks because you know they apparently just closing your eyes and not breathing and apparently that that's just doable yeah but how do they know where they're fucking going to close their eyes through the power of touch Louis oh, power of- reaching Doing a little reach. You can't see me reaching, but I'm reaching this nice. Um they they climb across that like wire between two buildings. That's the, so the mad. fairy lights. Yeah. The upper body strength that it would take to do any of that. And yeah, neither of dead. them have it. They should be very dead. Yeah. He and uh, again, they he has to be being portrayed as a fucking superhero because I think right, we're gonna have to talk about the ending now. Now the actual last sort of like five ten minutes of this movie could be its own separate podcast because it's bewildering. Yeah. Like it, like you. I, I again, I've seen this film, definitely seen it about ten times. I still cannot accurately depict how it all comes together because it feels genuinely like um, the screenwriter of this movie just sort of decided fuck it I want to put in as many bullshit twists as possible I so I have my my notes for the for the like the, the ending of this movie is yeah. about one page of my little notebook <laughs> which isn't big that's yeah. fine um, at one point in capital letters I've gone back up to an earlier point in the notes and written in capital letters no another twist <laughs> because I wasn't quite sure how many twists we were getting into <laughs> And like I'd seen this before, I'd only seen yeah. this once before. We yeah. watched it yesterday, and I like vaguely remembered the ending. I think I remembered more like the silliness of how it's shot more yeah. than actually the the nonsense of the content. Yeah, because there is some silliness in how it's shot. Yeah. Um. Do you reveal the twist? You reveal that twist to me. Okay. Right. Now I might have written this down wrong, but I'm going to try and explain it as best no, I can. I'll, I'll question if I okay. come to a different conclusion. So. The assumption is that in order for them to escape the the uh, uh, the tower, um, Catherine C. Jones they lose one of the little they use this like little mini parachutes like a plan B, 
and to get down this big shaft and uh, there's only one of them because the other one that fell off so he gives her the parachute she jumps down and she's all like nobody knows what it's like to be the sad woman to be the mad woman behind blue eyes etc etc because you're like oh no daddy's dead what will I do without my daddy senpai it's 6.33 and he said he's never late if I'm late I'm probably dead yes (laughs) <laughs> he was to be there at 6.30 and now it's 6.33 Louis yeah so she's all like yeah. she's all like fully in, you know in sad mode mm-hmm. um, she's down bad I don't know if that's the right terminology for this situation I don't know no, I'm don't. too old to understand no. what you're saying but um <laughs> he then <sighs> right do you want to describe his appearance he, do you recall he basically sort of appears out of nowhere out of a train I wrote I wrote that he blurs into clarity yes he he blurs he goes from a blur shot into sharp clarity out of nowhere once again using his flash teleportation skills yeah the train doesn't stop it doesn't slow down basically the train zips past yeah and when it's past he's there yeah so if he was to jump out of the train at the speed that train's going He'd immediately fall over and like cripple himself. Or he came through a random door while the train was like the train passing is hiding his. Yeah, he sense. vibrated. He like the flash. <laughs> he vibrated so fast he was able to move through shit. Yeah. So that that's like the first of the things, and then like then Ving Rain shows up because yeah. he's in the FBI. That's the twist. Yeah. Well, that's very one of the casual. Twists. One of the fucking twists. Very casual over that. So FBI's involved. Yeah, there's FBI involvement, and he, and so Ving Rhames says to, like, so he says to Sean Connery, he's like, oh, Sean Connery's like, oh, I've been working with the feds to bring you in or something for the last two years. Yeah, like everyone got, knew. Yeah, everyone knew you were got, a thief except your gross boss. Yeah, he's only cop- finding out now. Yeah. <laughs> so he got copped by Ving Rhames, and then like they made this weird deal. And then, right. you got your one minute. Yeah, he gets a minute. He gets given a minute to basically talk to her. But while doing that, he also has somehow created another cross, where he didn't actually disclose the full amount of the height. Instead of eight billion, he told the feds there was seven billion. So she still gets one and a fake new identity. He's sending her away with. Yeah, so he's playing every side. But also himself. Only his own. He's like, yeah, like yeah, this is what it's it's so hard to keep up with because all this happens in like five minutes, and I I still I I all I can think of is how can you arrange this without being caught in? But the the, the question is not answered. I don't believe it's answered, and I've watched it for multiple times. How did he get out of the fucking building when there were people with armed with actual guns? Uh, literally, you see them enter the room that they were in like five seconds after Kathy City Jones jumps down the shark. So, he... I'm going to do a bit of the work of the movie for it and assume that they caught him because he wasn't putting up a fight. Yeah. Again, I was questioning why were they armed when neither of the thieves are armed and also they're just thieves. Yeah. Like, not just, but they're not violent criminals. Yeah. Um, so I assume they caught him, they brought him to Capo, pr- former FBI gross cop boss... Mm. Well, they wouldn't have brought him to the, they would have brought him to the was, police. They wouldn't have sure, had... but they went. They, the bank was the one who had the police on on hold. They said that. 
Yeah. So they were all up in that control room. I assume they brought him up to fucking Mr. Insurance. Um, and Ving Rhames got involved and was like, actually, I'm the feds, so fuck you all, even though it's Malaysia. So I actually have no jurisdiction. Um, but he's my CI, essentially. Yeah. I'm taking him in. I assume there was something along those lines. He's wearing a fresh suit to the train station. He's got to have been able to go to the hotel at some point. Um, it doesn't explain... Uh, it, it's it's baffling. Um, it is baffling. You missed the, missed the most, most important line he says to her, though, Louis. Oh, I'd say it. I was prepared for everything except for you. <laughs> Um, my other questions to myself in my notes why is everyone entrapping everyone yeah everyone's everyone's, everyone's entrapping, entrapping someone else everyone because like he he then like basically there's like a separate deal where he actually gives Ving Rhames these other things he stole earlier in the movie for which are valued at millions of dollars each so basically to let him go yeah Ving Rhames is corrupt so you've got so I had so I also had there's also the options it's much less likely the more we think about it that Ving Rhames is a thief who works for the FBI deliberately is cover that's the other option I thought the other option was basically just like this was an even bigger fucking um, entrapment and to convince um, Captain Dina Jones's boss he just has Ving Rhames playing a fucking FBI guy The guy will like give up on yeah. Catherine Zeta Jones, yeah. and this was all a scam yeah. to just get her out of the country or yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, he's at minimum corrupt, yeah, and at maximum, uh, just play and pretend. Yeah. But either way, he gets that bag, <laughs> so he's not that fucked. Um, there's also a lot of more face acting, yeah, from Sean Connery, yeah, again. Excellent performance. Yeah. He goes through every emotion. Yeah. Especially in this final scene. Yeah. Every emotion yeah. known to man. He basically like smuggles her on a train. Yeah. To like get her away. Like somehow. And it's like completely in front of her. And it's sort of like, like, you know, oh yeah, yeah. She like fake pulls a gun on him. Because he obviously told her to pull the gun on him. Yeah. To back into the train. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. And then. And then. So the idea from the cops is, Okay. She can't get that far. The train will stop at the next station. Yeah. We'll just get her then. Yeah. But what she does, yeah. this is her own little bit of magic, I yeah. suppose. Although we've shown she's an able gymnast. Yeah. She's agile, like a cat. Yeah. Um, she apparently... Jumps between trains. Jumps between trains while they're moving. Yeah. And then therefore comes back to the OG station yeah. and is across the platform from him. Yeah. And then we see Sean Connery's final bit of magic where the train passes again and he's gone when she when the yeah. train has passed and yeah. she sees it and all of a sudden in a slightly less smooth transport I would say <laughs> he's there behind her although I got the impression from the way they shot that one which I qu- find quite fun given the smoothness yeah. of his, his the flashiness of his transportation that he was just like legging it under the subway yeah. like run real fucking hard yeah. so he's a bit he's a bit puffed yeah. <laughs> when he comes when he's behind her, he's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> like he really just legged it over yeah. the, over those little steps, you yeah. Know? Um, but together at last, yeah. And then they get the train again. Well, we don't see the train stop, so we can only assume that again they jump, they teleported onto the train. Yeah. Um, because we only see this train stop once, 
And uh, not a very used station, one could argue. No, apparently nobody was going anywhere at six thirty in the morning. It's in one of those stations, station. you know. A lot of freight trains pass yeah. through. Uh, you know, not yeah. not not really a passenger station, as it no. were. But um, yeah, like oh my god, that ending is bewildering. Could you imagine they done a sequel to this fucking movie? How how would they do that? What what is the sequel? What's the story? Why do oh, we care about these characters after this? They absolutely would have tried to make a sequel I, successful. I think it is I think it is in this um ending where she's yeah, it's when they're talking in their one minute and she's basically like, Come with me though. Yeah. And he's like, No, absolutely not. I'm with the FBI. Um yeah. like, Come with me though. And he's like, Your life's ahead of you. And yeah. Look, I've set this up for you. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh your life's ahead of you and what he ends up saying is like my life is with them with the FBI but it really sounds like he's going to say my life's behind me <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. which isn't what he says but that is the energy <laughs> and it's like please go live your life yeah <laughs> we'll always have these two heists yeah <laughs> but no they do end up together in the end yeah. <laughs> and another Broadly chased kiss occurs and then yeah. the movie's over. <laughs> and then you get a song from uh, Seal. Yeah. Seal and is some sexy music. <laughs> yeah. Uh there's there is a music video that is sort of related to the film. Like you know, you, you, like, if, if it's a song for a movie, is it music... the Seal music video? Yeah, that's what I'm referring to. Seal, ah, the music so is it just the scenes from the movie cut in? Um, and he does like he does like scenes that are similar to the movie. Is, is he working his way through those lasers? Uh, does he go through lasers? I can't remember. Doing, the, doing those sexy moves? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? If Still I, going cat-like through the lasers? Yeah. I, I just have to mention that this film made over $200 million worldwide. That's... What was his budget, out of curiosity? Or do you know? Way fucking less than that. So it's a hit? Yeah. By it's a hit. every metric you yeah. could name, it's a hit. Yeah, it's a hit. I, but here's the thing. It's so fun. It's so fun to watch. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it never, it's bonkers. It never drags. It's so fun to watch. <laughs> Everyone in it is great. Yeah, if <laughs> by great you mean fun. hilarious. Yes, yeah. yes I do. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying their. I'm I'm enjoying everyone's performances. Oh yeah, full recommend. This film is fucking magnificent. Yeah. Well, I say magnificent. You know the word I really mean. But like, it's 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 part of a. This is for all ages. It's part. That's the thing. It's not inappropriate unless you're really upset about like the flexibility yeah. of a woman, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. But there, is, it is one you know in a series of maybe not the wisest choices Sean Connery made for films. You know, well, he was he he made his last movie literally four years after this one. That was that four years later. Yeah. That feels like it was a decade later. Yeah, he made the Leave with Jeremy Bentham comes out four years. Later. That's the film that made him retire. Yeah. Well, he decided, well, that's what I'm done. Well, I can understand, you know. I mean, are you fucking kidding? That, I love that movie. Oh, yeah, that, that that's 100% getting on this part. Like, we could have done that. It's very this. dumb. It's the one of the stupidest movies of all time. Um, I love every second of it. It's very stupid. I, especially after reading the source material, which I did after seeing the film, it's even dumber when you compare it to what the, OG, what oh, the yeah. original is, it's, which is very dark. Yeah. Um, it's shocking. Oh, it's fucking... But hilarious. I really feel like... For, he's he's done his fair share of movies that belong on this pod, and I love him for it. <laughs> love him for it. Connery's got at least four, but at least four that I can think of off the top of my head for this whole thing. It'll be our it'll be our offshoot of the offshoot. It's it's, it's the Connery cast. <laughs> it'll, be called, 
it'll be called Winners Go Home and Fuck the Prom Queen, yep. the podcast. Is The Rock a magnificent movie or is it just a great movie? Oh, so difficult. I've been, That's a thin, thin line. I should probably... I worry that I haven't given enough context. Basically, the reason this concept exists is because there have been a couple of movies that have done the main podcast that... Like, for example, Demolition Man, right? It's kind of more this. I love it. Yeah. But it could easily have gone into this category. Absolutely. That's what I like. I had this sort of like existential crisis when we did it because I thought, oh, hang on a minute. Is this exactly the sort of, is this like, is no. this what we want it to be? But I erred on that side, on the side, no, actually, I do objectively enjoy this. Err on the side Whereas of joy. this and other films like this, they are, in my, they are objectively re- like too ridiculous, but oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. But there's so much absurdity and weird shit that happens in it yeah and i'll say this for me maybe this gives some context to my um your sensibilities my sensibility for this podcast uh i started watching silly movies like this when i met you you are the direct influence as to why i enjoy these movies um i was a real like foreign film i used to be like that 80s for a bit 80s alternative kind of not a film snob but like not liking stupid stupid things either oh yeah and now i've gone the complete other way to the point where i actually think i've broken my brain slightly because (laughs) there's movies we watch and because i enjoy them so much i'm like oh is this good actually and everyone the world objectively is like no the remake of the wicker man isn't good actually and i'm like i don't know (laughs) is it good actually so I'm slightly broken in what is like the line between good and fun has really been just blurred to death, barreled down. Yeah. It doesn't exist anymore. Um, and uh, uh. some things I know are just are just good, good. Yeah, like The Shape of Water, which we talked about. Yeah, um, that's just good, good. Mm-hmm. But I some this this is one I think it like yeah it airs on the side of nonsense, but it's not. So over the line, you know? Yeah. It made $200 million! <laughs> I still can't believe this film made so much fucking money. Yeah. I, I, I just... I, I probably would have gone and seen it. Like, or at least, I definitely would have rented it. You know, it's like one of those things. I definitely would have watched it at home. Um, if I was like 25 in the 90s or something. Yeah. You know, as opposed to 7. I was 7 when this movie came out. So I obviously wasn't watching it. Find a bit of context. This is also the year of The Mummy. Which made twice as much money as this. Another movie from the pod. Yeah. Objectively, maybe my favourite film of all yeah. time. <laughs> the highest grossing, complete, highest grossing original movie of the year is The Sixth Sense. Which, depending on your viewpoint, is either this strand or is like a beautiful, amazing horror I've never seen it and I can't now because obviously I know what the whole story is. Because I have been alive since 1999. Yeah. Um, the Sixth Sense made nearly $700 million worldwide. The fact that a film like Entrapment managed mm. to make two hundred million dollars would never fucking happen now. Yeah, this type of film would never no. make this much money. It now. might no go. Uh, do you know who would make it? Netflix. Yeah, this is this is sort this is like, in my opinion, a higher quality version of those shitty, boring Netflix films that somehow cost two hundred million dollars. Yeah, like this, this is the standard, but this is funnier. I feel because like it's got this, this would weird be made dynamics in it. This would be made for streaming now. Um, who would you cast in a modern day remake? Ooh. This is a fun little... Because originally, apparently, Nicole Kidman was the first yeah. choice for Jim. See, I think there's... I I may be struggling to find, like, 
the equivalent of I don't know how famous Catherine Z. This was after Zorro, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, she's pretty famous. Yeah. Um, I feel like. Well, you're looking at I that. Or you're looking at more who would actually fit the role. I was kind of thinking like of a, le- a level of star power, I suppose. I can tell you exactly how this film this would who, go. Okay, now. tell me. Right. They might reset it so that her character. Well, actually, I was going to say Florence Pugh. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I was going to say Florence Pugh, and as old man Withers. I mean, the funny answer is Leonardo DiCaprio, but he might be—he might be too young for the role. Yeah, I was gonna say if we go down to Bond Road, it's a Pierce Brosnan, surely. <laughs> That's way funnier. Because he's around this age now, isn't he? He's like older than Connery. He's like yeah, yeah. Something. yeah. I, I, he's, I he has—he's—he's he's gone grey now. He has the the the, the older man kind of oh my thing. God, could you imagine? That's actually perfect. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so perfect. Uh. <laughs> anyway I think we've gone on quite enough yeah but this was a lot of fun we really hope you enjoyed this absurd conversation and if you have never seen Entrapment obviously we would be doing it if we didn't think you should watch it you'll have a rollicking good time <laughs> you'll have a fantastic time thank you so much for your time we have been going on for a while we hope you enjoy the main podcast will return there will be, will be more Magnificites Thank you and goodbye. Bye. Or should I say, goodbye. You were listening to the Darling Why podcast presented by Louis Tangarides and Kate Stewart. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to give us a follow at Darling Why podcast on Instagram. Feel free to rate and subscribe on whatever podcast feed you're listening to. This podcast is produced, edited and put together entirely by Louis Tangarides and Kate Stewart. Thanks for listening. See you next time.